volvieron. Los McNugget Buddies are back at McDonald's. Y ahora tienen un nuevo look, diseñado por el streetwear designer Kerwin Frost. Cada buddy tiene su propio vibe, pero cuando el squad está completo, se ven fire. Complete your buddy squad ordenando the Kerwin Frost Box. Cada caja incluye un buddy, tu elección de una Big Mac o unos Timpy's Chicken McNuggets, papitas medianas y un refresco mediano. Disponible desde el 11 de diciembre. Para pa pa pa. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Whether you're buying a new car, a used car, or refinancing your current car, FedChoice Federal Credit Union could help save you money. FedChoice makes buying a car so easy that you can do everything right from your smartphone or on a computer. Become a member today and you can take advantage of their great rates and financing options. Find out more at FedChoice.org. That's FedChoice.org. Membership open to federal employees including contractors and their families. FedChoice Federal Credit Union insured by NCUA. From the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C., you are on the Hill. Tom Fitzgerald here with you. This time on the Hill, we're joined by our guest. Greg Rothschild is a managing partner of the Glover Park Group in Government Affairs Division here in Washington, D.C. And Greg Rothschild, we welcome you on the Hill. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here. Oh, good to have you. We talked on the television program today about um, an issue that I, I, I think has become one of the great common denominators in our life right now, and that's privacy, and especially privacy when it comes in terms of, of, of the Internet. We are in a period of time right now that for the first time in 20 years, Congress is taking up the issue of privacy laws when it comes to your personal information. What are they looking at right now, and how far-reaching will this become? That's a, that's a really interesting question, Tom, and a great way to kind of start it out is to look at what Congress is trying to do today. So during the past 20 years, um, as we have learned that in our off, offline world and in our online world, more and more information is being collected about us. So what Congress has done up till now is they've isolated pieces of it and they've said, well, we're going to protect your health care information. So there's a law that protects the information that you give to a doctor. Mm -hmm. and what the doctor can do with that information. There's a law that protects the information that you give to your bank and what your bank can do with that information. There's a law that protects our children up to the age of 13 and requires a certain level of parental consent before an entity can collect a child's information. But there is no law, there's no broad law which sets a baseline set of protections for Americans no matter where they live over what companies can do to, when they collect their data, whether it's to use it for marketing, whether it's to use it uh, to determine levels of health insurance or access to capital in terms of loans. And what Congress is doing now is they're saying technology has evolved to such a degree that consumers really aren't confident in how their data is being used or that it's being stored securely. So what Congress is finally doing is they're looking at negotiating and hopefully passing a federal law so that no matter where you live, there are a baseline set of protections. Long before the Internet was a gleam in anybody's eye, I can remember back when Antonin Scalia got nominated as a Supreme Court justice by Ronald Reagan, and there was a big flurry of uh, concern at the time that Scalia had said something to the effect that there is no right to privacy in the Constitution, which he's correct about. There, it's there, not there is nowhere in the document. Stellar. That's right. So how does that affect what Congress is able to do under this question of privacy, because clearly right now the barn door has been left open yeah. in a lot of areas. Well, that's interesting. So when Scalia was talking about privacy, 
he was re referring to that uh, to that uh, set of cases that came up in the 1960s and 70s regarding um, Tom re regarding someone's ability to use contraception regarding a woman's right to have an abortion and what 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 a series of uh, cases found in the 60s and 70s is that Congress creates a zone of privacy around you and the choices you make in your personal life and of course the Roe v Wade decision which is probably the most famous of those mm -hmm. uh, has come under great criticism, and Scalia was, was referring to that. What we have now kind of morphed into the privacy debate is, as an individual, what is the right to information about me? So, um, you know, I, I have a giant card and a Safeway card, and I go use it, and I get discounts, and I love the discounts, but there's something that I'm giving up in return, which I'm, I'm giving Giant and Safeway the right to take that information and sell it. So let's boil this down for people. Sure. <clears throat> When they go to the store, and let's say you buy a pack of gum. You buy a pack of gum. And then out of the register spits a coupon right. or gum. That's the data that you've provided to them, that you are a loyal gum purchaser. They now know to draw you in because of your buying preferences. They know what you're buying based upon the analytics and the data of what you provided to them. This is not theory. This is actually No, this is true. And it, what you're touching on is something so fundamental and important, which is that when we think of the privacy debate and the consumer data, we think of generally when we're you doing a web search, mm -hmm. um, when we are purchasing something online. And what most people don't realize is it is as prevalent, the collection and use of information about us is as prevalent in the offline world as it is in the online world. And there are companies that are, t whether it's CVS, knowing what kind of gum I like mm -hmm. um, or what kind of razors I purchase um, and might be marketing that to me. But also what's important is they also know what kind of, <coughs> excuse me, they know the CVS website might know what kind of drugs I'm searching for, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to learn about. And that information uh, can be used in different ways. So you have the very innocuous information, uh, which I wouldn't be concerned with. Candidly, mm -hmm. if, if, if CVS knows that I like Wrigley, mm -hmm. that's fine with me. And if they want to use that information uh, to, to market Wrigley gum or maybe even see if I like Juicy Fruit, that's fine. And I, and I don't have any problem with that. But, but if they know to go down this road, Greg, if they know that you're getting a prescription filled for a depression medication and they share that information with another company, and that other company has been brought in to do a background check on you for a job you want, then things start to get serious. So, so that yeah, you, that, that's that's very true. So just to be just to be fair to CVS, there are laws which govern what CVS can do with the with the with the purchases that I make from them. I but, say I, I say they in a general. But, 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 but let's this will be the that, Acme store. Let's we're say I'm not sure. Here. Let's say I wonder if if I if I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. And let's say I start doing web searches to read about Xanax and depression medication and the side effects. Well, that, in, that, those searches are not necessarily protected. And Google knows that I've done those searches. If I've gone on certain websites to read about Xanax, there could be 18, 19, 20 companies that are placing cookies and following my, my travels through the web that mm -hmm. evening when I tried to learn about depression medication. Mm -hmm. So. Are they going to use that to market Xanax or maybe a competing drug to me? Well, that's one level of use. Are they going to sell that to United Healthcare or to another company um, that's going to use that to try to determine what level of health insurance I qualify mm -hmm. for or to 
uh, or to a company that helps um, th that helps search firms determine whether I'm an appropriate job applicant. So it's those type of uses, whether you know what's in line with my consumer reasonable expectations and what could cause me harm mm -hmm. as I'm going about the web, that is really causing uh, a lot of the concern. It's a broad subject. Um, we've talked so far mostly about the consumer aspect of this too. Let's talk about the social networking aspect of this as well, obviously because you know, we've just come through a year where this has been front and center of the political debate up on right. the hill. Uh, how far is too far as far as sharing people's um, privacy online? Cambridge Analytica was, of course, at the center. It was a seminal moment. At, right? at you know, this question about um, political uh, research on people's personal data. Um, but that didn't start with Cambridge Analytica. How f how far back do we know that this has been going on and only now are people starting to realize just how much information is out there? Well, it, it goes, so the, the, the ability to use and monetize our personal information has been going back as far as we've been, as we've been making that information available. And, and as, as you and I just talked about, a lot of that began even before the internet. What Cambridge Analytica did is it, is it move that issue into the public consciousness in a way that it was really wasn't before. So, 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 so research shows that most people believe that when they use Facebook, they were making their information available to their friends mm -hmm. and to others who might be curious about who they were, but they really weren't as concerned about what they were putting online. Uh, and you could see that in the amount of information they put in line and how many people signed up for Facebook. What Cambridge Analytica said to people is, Facebook is using my information in ways that I really was not aware of, and in ways that could harm society. I mean, what Cambridge Analytica was so, w w w was so stark about it is that a, a company that I consider a, a friend, right? Mm -hmm. Facebook is a friend of mine. So I've been all my friends on Facebook. Facebook right. is a friend. And they were contracting with folks who I've never heard of and allowing, allowing companies to harvest all my personal data and that of my friends. And the way Facebook did it is they allowed this company to trick me into taking a survey. And I took that survey, and when I agree, when I signed up and said, oh, I consent to take the survey, I was now allowing this company, Cambridge Analytica, to harvest all this information about me and about all my friends. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing we know is Cambridge Analytica is using that uh, in political campaigns that we may or may not have agreed with. So let's stop there for a second. Now, all these people took these surveys and then consent to Cambridge then getting their data not fully realizing the extent of what it was they were agreeing to. They right. thought they were agreeing to a survey. They thought they were agreeing to, to a survey. throw the doors open on their digital life. So moving forward, once this new legislation that Congress is working on gets enacted, if it does get enacted, what would we see at that moment then when that person is presented with, you know, which beetle are you or <laughs> who's your favorite Rolling Stone? At that point, when you're about to click on that, would there be notifications? Are we talking about like a Surgeon General's warning on a pack of cigarettes? What what needs to be in place at that moment? Well, so Facebook can still be Facebook, but at the same time, the people who are Facebook members are aware of what they're getting into. Well, you just touched on the, the $64,000 question, which is what will Congress actually do? So up till now, our, our, the privacy policy, the privacy laws that have been in effect, and I use that term loosely, has, has, has basically said that to the extent uh, a company provides us with a privacy policy, they have to adhere to that privacy policy. 
And once they get us to agree to the privacy policy, and like you, you and I just talked about, mm -hmm. I have never, I, I am sitting here as an attorney and I've literally never read a privacy policy. You have been reporting on this issue and like issues for years, and I'm willing to bet you've never fully read a no. privacy policy no. that you've clicked and accepted. Well, because you're working on the thing, whatever the, whatever the thing you're working on. And who's got time? And you sit there and you're like, okay, uh, you know, yes, click. Right, yes, click. I want to use that. You I want to use that. Consider it if if you're lucky, you consider it for half a moment. You read the title, maybe, but then you, uh, do I consent? Yeah, I consent. And that is, that is what our laws have been about, is once you consent, so long as the company treats you and treats your information in a way that is consistent with that privacy policy, which you've never read, mm -hmm. they are largely, they are, they are managing their business for the most part consistent with federal law. So Congress is looking at that existing paradigm, which is based on you getting notice and then you making a choice and saying, we need to make that more robust Certain things in your privacy policy need to be more discreet, uh, more conspicuous, and you need to have a better opportunity to, to understand what it is you're reading. You need to have a right to go in and ask for the information that a company has about you to delete that information potentially. But here's, what, here's what's interesting now, and this is why I'm thinking about it as a new paradigm. What Congress is looking at is saying there are certain things that no company should be able to do whether they get you to agree to, uh, agree to it or not. No company should be allowed to take your information and use that to deny you a job or health care or education or to discriminate against you or to use it potentially to commit fraud. So Congress is thinking of saying for the first time, there are certain acts that are so harmful to you, the consumer, and so inconsistent with your expectation of what your information is being used for, they should be straightaway illegal and they should be outside the ability of any company to get you to agree to it in a privacy policy. What's clear though is that the, the companies themselves don't really seem to make it all that easy for you to find out who's looking at your stuff. I mean, I remember when um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was up on Capitol Hill at one point, I tried to do a deep dive on my own Facebook account to see if I could find anywhere that tells me what Facebook is doing. What Facebook with is your doing. Stuff. Or where, who looks at my stuff. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. Couldn't do it. Now, I could tell you who my prom date was 35 years ago. I could see that picture. I could go and look to find out what I was doing 10 years ago in my memory section. I can pull up all kinds of information. But something as basic as who can see my stuff seemed to be something you would have to have Indiana and the Jones other come in with an archaeological level. And just dig and dig keep your digging. Data uh, yeah. uh, digging. Um, is that an area where they need to do better? Yes, and, they, and what, what Congress is going to do uh, is, is members of Congress and their staff are just fully beginning to understand that Facebook makes its living compiling an enormous profile on you. And they're not just looking at the, and they're not just considering the information that you give them, the pictures and and who you went to the prom with, mm -hmm. and where you live now, and where you grew up. Facebook, in many ways, is tracking what you're doing around the web. And not only are they doing that, but they're tracking you on the various websites you visit, and they're not alone. They're not alone in doing that. Um, many, many companies are doing that. But it's not bad. I mean, the one thing Congress has to realize, Tom, is that, and they do, is that it's very important that they not get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Because all the websites that you and I visited in the past couple days, uh, if, we're, if we're trying to figure out what's a great recipe for a turkey burger that we want to cook tomorrow night, yeah. um, or we want to find out who makes the best hybrid and we want to research the car, um, or I want to I improve my golf swing, 
there are so many websites that I can visit where I don't pay a subscription fee. Mm -hmm. And the reason I don't pay a subscription fee is they make their money on advertising. Mm -hmm. And it's that ability to collect information about us and serve targeted ads that make the website a place where you and I can go to so many different uh, websites, enjoy them without paying a subscription so fee. So people have to really understand that when they go, especially on the social media websites, right? they are the product, they are the ones creating the content off of which Facebook sells their advertising and Facebook makes its fortunes. Right, but but people also have to, what Congress is also gonna look at is, is, is the information that's being collected about me consistent with my reasonable expectations? So mm -hmm. I'm a Lyft user, right? That's my, that's the app of, that's my app right. of choice. And, um, and I, when I give them my personal information as to where I am, when, I'm, when I just get into a train at Union Station mm -hmm. and I ask them to come pick me up and take me home, I'm telling them where I am at that moment and I'm telling them where I'm going. But I, I know that they need that information. I'm expecting them to use it to pick me up. Mm -hmm. You may not know this, but when you take out your, your, uh, your iPhone or your Android phone and you turn on that flashlight app because you're in your hotel room and you need to find something uh, and you don't want to wake up the person, the other person mm -hmm. in the room, that app is also collecting your information. Now, you, you consented to that. I'm guessing you didn't know it. Yeah. So Congress needs to look at well, what is being collected about me that's consistent with my reasonable expectation and what's outside of that and what can be used in ways that harm me? When uh, we sit down and we talk about specific uh, debates that are underway, I like to give people an idea of, of the playing field that we're on right now and who the players are right now. So l let's spell that out for folks a little bit, Greg. What are the competing interests here? You have, so I'm guessing one of them are the, are the internet companies the internet companies, but yeah. even, so this, what's making this so difficult, Tom, yeah. is that in many, in many cases, it, we're, we're trying to pass a bill on the house, you've got the credit card companies over here, you've got the consumer groups over here, they battle it out and we come up with an answer. Mm -hmm. Here, uh, companies are all over the map because some companies want to use facial recognition software. Some companies are more concerned with their ability to continue to market to certain segments of the population, like older Americans. Some companies operate a social network. Some, some companies operate a ride-sharing a ride service. Um, and they all care about different pieces of this debate. Mm -hmm. So they're coming to Congress wanting to make sure that Congress regulates thoughtfully in those areas. You have the people who sell internet advertising. They have a whole different set of issues. You have the search engines. Of course, you have the social networks. You have the online retailers. All of them have different interests. And then you have the privacy advocates, of course, you have the states which want to maintain their own prerogative to be able to protect people that live in their own states. So many, many different elements of society are coming uh, with different priorities. But what strikes me about this is it, it's, this is almost like looking up at a star. And when you look up at a star in the night sky, you're literally looking back in time. You're seeing the refracted light of a star when it finally reaches you. These laws are finally reaching us, but 20 years ago, the things that we're operating with now every day didn't exist. So when we go through this process now, are we then gonna be in a situation where, you know, in 2039, who knows what's gonna be? Yeah, the, and it's, it's funny. The, the landscape out I, there. I spent, um, as you know. The technology um, outpaces the laws, doesn't it? The technology it? outpaces the law. Uh, and Congress, I and mean, we could see in those hearings how how Congress. Oh, some of the some of the members d just are, did not seem to grasp, 
even some of the basics. The very of, basics. I remember, yeah. we, I think it was Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah yeah. who, who asked, who, who, said to, uh, who said to Mark Zuckerberg, assuming Mark Zuckerberg collected a fee from folks mm -hmm. for, for using Facebook, and, Senator, and, 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 and Zuckerberg said, well, no, sir, we don't collect a fee. And Hatch looked at him and said, well, then how do you make money? Didn't, and Zuckerberg didn't know didn't how know. they make revenue. Right, and Zuckerberg kind of paused quizzically and, and yeah. looked up and said, well, advertising, sir. And it just showed you how, um, how out of touch so many members of Congress are. But, and, and Congress has trouble legislating on much easier topics, right, mm -hmm. that aren't so deeply embedded uh, but in technology. Has that been to their advantage, though? Because you are operating in this system where, listen, you know, I try to keep an eye on my child's video game activity. Right. But can I tell you I know the ins and outs of Fortnite and Overwatch? Well, I certainly, I do I certainly don't. I do not. But yet I am the regulator in my home, and the person who's operating this knows a heck of a lot about this more than I do. And that will always be the case. Yeah. And that's what Congress is looking at right now. They're saying they're not trying to replace you as a father, mm -hmm. uh, and they're certainly never going to know as much as Mark Zuckerberg. But they're looking at today's law, and they're looking at the extraordinary way that technology has evolved, and they're saying maybe it's time, at a minimum, we have some baseline set of protections for consumers. It's a fascinating topic. Um, how soon do you think uh, this will start really starting to So the, the, um, the negotiations are going on in earnest, both the House and the Senate, Democrats and Republicans. Republicans know that their constituents care no less about their own privacy than Democrats. Mm -hmm. So uh, negotiations are going on in both houses, and uh, we may see a bill in the current Congress. That would be before, uh, before December 2020. It's a lot of material. Greg Rothschild, we appreciate you coming and joining us on The Hill Tom, Podcast. thanks for having me. It was great. Uh, Greg Rothschild is a managing partner of the Glover Park Group with the Government Affairs Division, and he was kind enough to join us as a guest here on The Hill Podcast. And as always, we thank you for spending part of your day with us from the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. I'm Tom Fitzgerald. We thank you for joining us this time. We'll see you next time on The Hill. Ven a JCPenney y termina tus compras navideñas con brillantes descuentos como hasta 70% en joyería después del cupón. Además tenemos velas, mantas suavecitas y más desde $7.99 y miles de doorbusters en marcas como Adidas, Champion, Disney y Carters. Recoge tu pedido el mismo día. Es rápido y gratis. Estará listo en dos horas o menos hasta las 3 p.m. en Nochebuena. JCPenney, celebraciones que valen la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 24 de diciembre en selección de estilos. Aplican exclusiones. Doorbusters excluyen de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com.